Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Listen to this little song. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. Holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. You know, every year around this time we hear scripture passages and we sing these beloved Christmas carols about peace on earth and goodwill to men. We light candles and we sing silent night. All is calm and all is bright. And it's so beautiful, perhaps even nostalgic for so many of us. But let me ask you a question. Do you think it makes any difference? Because, you know, you look at the world around us and you see all the unrest, the violence, the pain, the brokenness. And you wonder, is peace even possible? Or you look at our nation still feeling the aftershocks of one of the most contentious election cycles in modern U.S. history, and you've seen the deep divisions across the country, perhaps experienced them in your communities or in your workplace, in your neighborhoods, or maybe even in your own family. And you still have to ask the question, is peace possible? Of course, we need not look around to see the signs of pain and brokenness because we can look within ourselves and too often we can find the restlessness in our hearts, the divisions within. Many of us feel the ache, the longing for something more, for our lives to be well, to be whole, and we continue to ask the question, is peace possible? We can pray for peace within ourselves or in our relationships. We can pray for peace in our nation and the world. We can even yearn for it. But after a while, you do wonder if you're just talking to a wall. Is there really anyone out there? Is anyone listening? Or as one peace advocate put it, it can feel like you're banging your head against a wall and you're lucky you might even make a tiny crack. Because these walls that divide us are so strong, so strong. And the world is not the way it's supposed to be. You didn't need me to tell you that, I know. Because you already know as much as anyone. Our lives are not the way they're supposed to be. This is not what God had intended for you. In fact, God has something else in mind. For it was in his mind in the beginning when he went about creating the world and everything in it. He had something entirely in mind. A vision for shalom. Yes, that's the word. Shalom. It's a Hebrew word and it's translated as peace. But it means so much more than what we tend to think. So much more. What's it mean? Well, consider this, wholeness, 
flourishing, the interconnectedness of all things, the way things God intended it to be. Shalom means a right relationship with God. It means the right relationship with others. It means to have that right relationship with all of creation. But unfortunately, sin has made a mess of things. Sin has disrupted this peace, this shalom. Sin has fractured the relationships. And up went the walls. Walls all around us, walls between us, walls within us. Our hearts are divided. But my God refuses. Friends, listen, he refuses to leave the world a mess. He will not let it stay fractured or let it stay broken. God refuses to have a world with so many walls and so many divisions. So what does God do? God came. That's what we're celebrating this Christmas. The incarnation of Emmanuel, God with us. You see, God enters into the mess, into the darkness, into the brokenness. God comes to be with us among, among all these walls. And God calls people to be his covenant people, to be a light to the nations. And sometimes they live into this calling. But so often we don't. But God intends to pull the world back together. God intends to break down the walls. God intends to restore his shalom and bring his peace. It's like the prophet Isaiah spoke. And he talks about a child who will be a light into the darkness. He prophesies about a Messiah, a Savior, who will come to draw the world back together, to draw people back to God, to usher in God's shalom, God's peace for all people, for all nations. This is what God has in mind. It is God's shalom. It is God's peace. And he intends on having it. So he calls for this Savior, this Messiah. He spoke of his name as wonderful, as counselor, as the mighty God, as the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He called his name Jesus, which means God saves. And there he is in that Bethlehem manger. This tiny face all scrunched up, this ruddy face of an infant, so helpless, so vulnerable, born into the straw and poverty, to a teenage mom and her fiancé. And he's bringing another kingdom. It's the kingdom that Isaiah speaks of. It's in the line of David. David, Israel's greatest king. It will be a kingdom of peace where righteousness and justice meet peace and where shalom rules. A peace that is not just the absence of conflict, but the presence of something justice, something beautiful, something goodness, something wholeness. God's peace is his very spirit. A peace in which the walls come down and we can finally be at peace with God. We can have a relationship with the Lord God of heaven and earth. 
we can know forgiveness. And we can experience peace with one another. We can overcome our divisions and our differences and move toward one another in love and in understanding. And the nations can beat their weapons into plowshares and stop warring against each other. You see, this child, this shalom child, brings this peace. He makes this peace which seems impossible possible. It's like the theologians said, impossible possibility. A God who can do what we in our striving and efforts cannot do. This child would grow up into a man, fully God and fully human, and would lay down his life in a sacrifice of love. And only to burst forth from the tomb three days later and be crowned Lord of all, the impossible possibility. And now the world can be different. The Apostle Paul declares it in this way in Ephesians. When he said, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace in his flesh. He has made both groups into one, broken down the dividing wall, that is the hostility between us, and he has come to create one new humanity, thus making peace. No wonder the angels sang out on the first Christmas day, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, yes, is possible, on earth, peace among those who he favors. You know, there's a story, a true story. It's titled The Famous Christmas Eve Truce of 1914. It seems that Kaiser Wilhelm II had sent thousands of Christmas trees to the front lines to boost the morale of the German troops. And after the trees were set up, over their trenches, in sight of the enemy's lines, a soldier began to sing the Christmas hymn, Silent Night. His strong, tender voice pierces the cold, wintry night as enemy armies sit in their trenches gripping their rifles. Silent night, holy night, all is calm and all is bright. Round yon virgin mother and child, the holy infant is so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Soon the French and the Scottish troops huddled in their separate barracks. They begin to sing along in their languages. And then something remarkable happens. Slowly, soldiers from all sides they begin to climb out of their trenches without their weapons. They engage each other in conversation. They exchange gifts. They even participate in Christmas Eve Mass together. Isn't that powerful? In the movie about this story, a fictional character is added. A world-class soprano to sing along with the great tenor. It is the beauty of their singing and the beauty of the gospel that made up the content of their song. That breaks through the political dividing walls of hostility and unites these sworn enemies in joy. So we sing, 
Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Amen. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. It's so beautiful. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Change shall he break for the slave is our brother. And, his, and in his name all per, oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. In this child born in Bethlehem, a kingdom of peace has come. A kingdom of peace that is not yet here in completion. So the Holy Spirit has been poured out onto us to join God in this work of peace that he is doing in the world. The Bible says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be sons and daughters of God. So today, my friends, I challenge us. Let it begin with each of us. Let it begin within our hearts. Because what is impossible for us is now made possible with God. Think about it. God, give us the courage, my friends, to bear witness to the impossible possibilities of a different kind of world, to a way of peace that is now not only how the world can be, but how it shall be when Christ returns and the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth. And I say to you and I say to all who hear, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Today I am so excited that I have that peace that passes all understanding. And you can too. All you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and the Prince of Peace shall flood your heart with his salvation, with his redemption, filling you with the sweet Holy Spirit and giving you that knowledge that goes beyond this world because it's divine, it's transcendental. And he shall translate you out of darkness into the kingdom of his Son of Love that kingdom of peace for you to enjoy. God bless you today, my friends, and share this gospel with your, all your family and friends today. And let this night be blessed to you, this silent night, this holy night. And may you sleep in heavenly peace. God bless you.